budgeting, cash flow, and investing don't have to be scary words. The We Talk Sense podcast is here to help you learn more about money and take control of your personal finances. The We Talk Sense podcast is not a financial advisor. This podcast is made for entertainment and educational purposes only. All information shared is of a general nature and does not take into account your personal situation. You should consider whether the information is appropriate for your needs and where appropriate, seek professional advice from a financial advisor. For more information, please check out wemoney.com.au slash disclaimer. Hello, hello. My name is Blaze Pangeli and you are listening to episode 44 of the We Talk Sense podcast, but we are not alone. I am as always, of course, joined by my co-host, Dan. Dan, how are you going today? I am doing wonderful, Blaze. Uh, lucky that we put you between podcast episodes. The last six days, I've been recovering from a pretty bad virus that's affected my larynx, which is uh, what you would call your voice box, um, which Ow. is completely, literally gone. So to the benefit of my wife and probably... Uh, some of my other family members, <laughs> I haven't been able to talk. So. <laughs> but well, hey, I'm back. So you've, you've got to bear with me now. I've got to say that is a really well-timed uh, voice box issue because, yeah, you haven't had your voice all week and now you are sounding a little bit huskier than usual, but I'm glad that it's not just me talking your ear off today. Well, I probably will be, but you know how it goes. Now, Dan, you know I love a fun fact, and I just learned a really interesting one literally just before jumping on this call with you. So I would love for you to guess, how much do you think the average Aussie home spends on water, gas, and electricity every year? Oh, I'm going to say about maybe two grand, two and a half thousand bucks. See, that was my guess. But according to ING, it's about 5K, which feels 5K? Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is an average, right? So maybe it's just that there are some very, very, very large households in Australia that are bumping the average up. But uh, yeah, 5K, heck of a lot on utility bills. Yeah, that sounds like quite a bit of money. And when you think about what people's net incomes are and how much they actually spend on utilities each and every single year, like if you're a low income earning household, that could be like, you know, almost 10% of your... Yeah. of your household income just going to utility bills if you're spending that much, of course. But um, wow, uh, that completely surprised me. Oh, I thought it was pretty shocking as well. So uh, if you're shocked by that, I would say that this is a great idea, a great time to use that as a reminder to check your electricity, your utility, your gas providers, and make sure you aren't paying more than you need to. All right, enough of my fun facts. On today's episode, we are packing our bags and jumping on the train and heading to destination side hustle. If you are looking to make some extra money on the side, or maybe you're already making some extra money, or maybe you're looking for a second source of income, we have got everything you need to know about starting a side hustle, including side hustle ideas in today's episode. But as always, let's talk about the news. If you don't care for the news, skip ahead a few minutes. But Dan, what in the news has caught your attention this week? Well, Blaze, one thing that I can just see here from a recent survey that ME Bank has undertaken is that Australians that have less than $1,000 in savings only represents about one-fifth of total households, which is, again, a number that surprised me. Mm. And what this represents is that one-fifth of Australian households have less than $1,000 in savings in cash, which is a pretty sort of stark number when you really think if you get 
hit with an emergency, the hot water system blows, something happens mm. in your household, like 1K, I mean, there's not much you can do with 1K these days uh, mm. when you have got an emergency and sort of living sort of week to week. So pretty stark numbers. Those figures, $1,000 in savings as a, a in cash, is it is it does seem really low, especially when you think about when we cover emergency funds, a common way to figure out how much money you should have in your emergency fund in case something bad happens is three to six months' worth of living expenses. And like you say, I don't think $1,000 is going to stretch that far. I mean, it's obviously better than having no money in savings, but to see that, yeah, fifth of households have less than that is um a pretty it's a pretty harsh reminder that you know it's people we're going going through tough times right now and there's also a lack of financial education that maybe people don't feel that they need to have more than that so yeah I thought that was an interesting figure as well and just digging a little bit deeper into the survey they also found out that 35% of respondents were living paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. and even more concerningly there was Eight percent. They said they had no savings at all, which is mm. just a completely stark figure. So, as Blaze says, there is never a better time to start up an emergency fund, even if we need to start small, inputting ten dollars, fifteen dollars, whatever you can afford. As long as you can start somewhere, that should put you in a pathway to start building up that account, even if you're on a low income. Well, it's like what our guest Kylie Travers said last week. She was saying even when she was on a really low income, if she could, when she was living off Centrelink and a homeless single mum, if she could put five, ten dollars away into her emergency fund each week, she would because, like you say, every little bit adds up, every little bit counts. And you know, I've gone from living from paycheck to paycheck with no emergency fund. I've changed my financial life around. I used to live like that, and. You know, if you're listening and you're one of these people that is living paycheck to paycheck or doesn't have savings, you can do it. You can get there. I promise you it's achievable. Um, you can just set some goals, set your mind to it, and hopefully, you know, you can turn your turn your financial future around like I thankfully have been able to with everything that I've been learning, number one, from you, Dan, and obviously from our guests as well. Yes, and uh, last week's guest uh, just really throws – a uh, sense of inspiration, I guess, to us all that anything is possible, irrespective of your circumstances. So, yeah, really, really good way to start, even if you're on a low income. What else has caught your attention in the news blows? <sighs> Dan, there is there was another article that look, I'm I'm disappointed because more, another article came out and it's about the gender pay gap. And men are now earning $260 a week more than women as the gender pay gap widens. So the Workplace Gender Equality Agency has estimated that the new national gender pay gap at 14.2%, an increase of a of 0.8% over the past six months. So previously the gap was at 13.4%. And, you know, I thought we were doing well. I thought we were trending down. People were aware of the gender pay gap. And I thought that, you know, steps were being had or changes were being made so that this gender pay gap would lessen. But, yeah, the latest study reveals that that is not the case. And I don't know what else to say other than that I'm disappointed and I think we could be doing better. Mm. Yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty stark... Uh, analysis that that has been undertaken. I think the 
drilling down into the report, I think the, the number that really stood out to me is that women would have to work an additional 61 additional days for the end of the financial oh. year to keep up with men's annual salary. And I just thought to myself, no, well, working, <laughs> working at one even additional day, I think, would would cause cause uh, people a lot of concern. But 61 days is a pretty sort of stark reminder. Uh, and it's great that reports like these are coming out to highlight these issues. And look, I hope the government... Uh, I remember we did this in the last budget report where they would um, allocate more money towards closing the gap of uh, income inequality, particularly amongst mm. uh, the uh, men and women. So hopefully there is going to be some better things, particularly for women as they get closer and closer to equality. What's your thoughts, Blaze? What do you think could be done by the government? If you were PM for one day, what, what rule would you Ooh. mandate? PM for a day... Oh, I don't know what I would mandate. I, I really don't know. Um, I definitely think there definitely needs to be change. It's very obvious it needs to be changed. As for what to, to mandate, I'm not 100% sure. But what I would love to see, actually, you know what? I'm curious to see why has the gender pay gap widened and has it been impacted by coronavirus? Uh, is there something about women, more women having to stay home or are women in more service industries that have been shut down? Like, you know, a lot of people, especially in hospitality and in events industries, have been impacted. Is it because of these things closing down or lockdown affecting these these businesses? I don't know. So to answer your question, I'm sorry, I don't have an answer. That's why I'm not the PM. Um, <laughs> I don't think well, I could handle the pressure. That's a very diplomatic answer, by the way, Blaze. So you, you could be in the right. Did I just avoid the question? Am I a politician now? <laughs> you are, I think, by the looks of things. Um, <laughs> what, what the what what the analysis did actually show, Blaze, was that because the booming industries like construction, which is male dominated, mm. that's gone through the roof. So if you're trying to build a home right now in big capital cities like Melbourne or Sydney or even working up here in the oil and gas, the resources industry in Queensland or Western Australia, um, you're getting heaps and heaps of incentives mm. to come and work, which is unfortunately uh, pretty dominated by males uh, at this present moment. But uh, hopefully that will change. Um, well, Blaze, good luck in your upcoming political career. Sounds like you're <laughs> off to you. a good start. I hope I have your vote, Dan. All right, <laughs> that's enough of the news and my political career, which is 100% not existent. Don't go looking for me. I don't have a politi- political career. Let's jump into the episode and talk about making it rain with some side hustles. Let's do it. So let's talk about side hustles, making a little bit of cash or a whole stack of cash on the side of your regular income. Now, side hustling is becoming more and more popular. We talk about it quite a bit. There's posts and people chatting about it in real life and all over the gram, everywhere. And I thought I was actually scrolling through the WeMoney community last week and was inspired by a post in the community where Just Budget Mums shared how her eight-year-old daughter makes more pocket money. So this is this is what she listed in the post. She sells a bunch of daffodils for $5, which is, number one, a very sweet idea and genius. Two, she sells eggs for $3.50. She sells lemons in bags of six for 2 bucks. She sells cow poo by the bag for gardens, waters the neighbor's garden for 20 bucks, and she's even sold some of her paintings. She's eight years old and she wants to run her own business. <laughs> like, she's already essentially doing a business, right? What an entrepreneur. 
Also, I was scrolling through our DMs on Instagram, as you do. We love hearing from you. So if you do want to get in touch, we are at Get Way Money on Instagram. Marco sent us a DM on Instagram saying he wants to learn more about side hustles. So I feel like the time is ripe. Dan, let's chat side hustles. If we want to make one, if you're doing a side hustle, if you don't know where to start, what do we do? Tell me everything I need to know about side hustles, please. Oh, Blaze, it's an amazing story. You had me at eight years old. The fact that there was an eight-year-old just yep. um, is just incredible. Starting young, right? Oh, you've got to start young. It's all those stories that you hear of, uh, you know, people with lemonade stands and whatever else. Mm. But side hustle, people have probably heard the term before. What is it? Well, to define a side hustle, it's pretty much a form of income that you can generate outside of your regular day-to-day job. So if you're working at Woolies, you're working the nine-to-five, you're clocking in, you're clocking out, but then you're also selling artisanal kombucha at the Saturday mm. markets. That, my friend, is a side hustle. And side hustles have become incredibly popular, not just because it's cool to have a side hustle. It's because of a whole range of things, all the way from job security. Today, a lot of people are feeling less secure in their current jobs. People are working much more in a contracting space where they're unsure whether or not uh, they will earn regular income week to week or month to month and therefore supplementing your income from a variety of different sources is a pretty smart move and Mm. so this turn to side hustles i think has captured young people and particularly by storm but it's open to anybody where they kind of see their future as saying well i don't want to have just a regular job of rocking up to work doing my thing and then going home and thinking about my job uh on sunday night it's what am I going to be doing to accelerate some of my financial goals, pay for some additional bills, have some additional pocket money on the side by doing things I really love or doing things because I simply want to earn some money on the side. So a side hustle could be absolutely anything that you can think of that's generating you income outside of your regular workplace. Okay, so side hustling. Now, I don't know if you know this about me, Dan, but I run a little bit of a side hustle. Well, it's not really a side hustle. I have a second casual job where I make extra money. So that's a a side hustle, right? I mean, going by your definition. I do um, disability support work on the weekends and some evenings where, um, you know, it's casual, casual hours, a little injection of cash, and I get to do a job that I find really awesome and really rewarding. Have you had a side hustle? Do you do any side hustle, Dan? I know you're a very busy man, so I highly doubt it. But have you done any in the past? At the moment, Blaze, I do not have a side hustle. But uh, in, I would say, about five or six years ago, I certainly did pick up a few side hustles. Um, I remember even, I wouldn't call it side hustling, but just hustling just in general. I mm. remember um, you know, buying a box of chocolates at like wholesaling, uh, retailers and then selling them at school for additional pocket money so I could pay for like buying a sausage roll at the canteen <laughs> at school. <laughs> but, oh, that's very clever. Um, more more recently, I think in my early adulthood, I kind of saw the opportunity to really leverage something that I was very passionate about. So this is going to sound super geeky and a little bit technical, but I love analyzing <laughs> companies to death and I love finding everything about them, their financial statements, what their management team is like, what their, where their future is going. And I thought to myself, well, you know, I've, I've got a job. It's a pretty stable job um, working for somebody else, getting a regular paycheck. But what can I be doing to make my life more interesting, but also more importantly, getting paid for a passion that I really like? 
and I went through a process of which actually my goals are pretty more lofty and ambitious than that. My initial goals um, at Blaze started off with me wanting to become like a junior board member of an organization. And oh, after nice. speaking to like 20 people, they said, uh-uh, I don't think you're old enough or experienced enough to do that, which mm. I guess was a bit of a slap in the face. But what it did do is it opened up an opportunity to say, well, hang on a second, I know somebody that may want to use your services and they may want to actually pay you about $100 an hour to go and analyze these companies. And I thought to myself, holy Moses, 26 years old, um, earning 100 bucks an hour. I was actually earning more in my side hustle on an hourly basis than my regular job. And uh, that was a huge eye-opener for me because I had no other concept of potentially like earning more money on the side. Obviously, my time was uh, pressed. I couldn't do that $100 per hour job every single hour of the day. But it allowed me to earn some additional money to start you know, paying uh, for holidays and other things where I didn't really have to think about, oh, my God, I've got to start saving and grinding for these short-term goals that I wanted to make. So that was my that bonus cash. Oh, it was, you know what, it was completely amazing. It almost, I almost feel guilty sending people invoices because I enjoyed it so much. Um, that I would have done it for free, but the fact that I was getting paid for it was, you know, completely amazing. Okay, so Dan, you're making a hundred bucks an hour in your side hustle. Well done, that's amazing, pretty phenomenal. I mean, side hustles can be very profitable, very lucrative, or they might be. You might be only getting a little injection of cash. Either way, extra money is extra money, and I think it's sort of how to win. If you are looking to start a side hustle, or if you've just started a side hustle, what should what should you be doing? What do you need to, what's the checklist you should go through before starting? Well, Blaze, before you start, I think the first thing is determine why you want to do a side hustle. Is it to make some additional money? Is it to kill some more time and make your life more interesting and feel valued about how you spend your time outside of your regular job? Do you want to achieve a financial goal? Is there something that you want to do like pay off debt, save up for your emergency fund, do something where you've got a financial goal in mind? Do you just want a second source of income to make your life more stable so you feel more financially secure? Or do you just want to boost your cash balance to make yourself feel more comfortable in terms of navigating your financial life? It could be really whatever you would like, but it's one, determining why you want to do it. Number two is you might want to set a goal of setting up a side hustle and then just earning a certain amount. And it could be pretty small it doesn't have to be these big side hustles where you're earning almost just as much as you are as your regular job but it could be something as simple as 500 dollars per year selling artisanal crafts doing something with your time that's valuable to other people consulting whatever it might be starting off small is a good way to just prove to yourself wow i can create some additional value in the world either through a good or a service and then earn some money and then once you get that first initial sale or paid invoice from somebody that you've helped out along the way through your skill set, that will make you feel absolutely incredible to pursue maybe where else that side hustle could go to. And you might want to treat yourself to something that's important to you, whether that being, you know, going for a trip somewhere with your family, you know, buying a new camera. This side hustle could be anything that you want in terms of uh, setting up your your first initial goal. 
Seeing the side hustle goals, I've seen quite a few people in the WeMoney community that have side hustles that set themselves monthly goals, yearly goals, different targets of what to hit, and they achieve them with all different sorts of side hustles. And I believe one of the people in the WeMoney community sets a goal to beat whatever they achieved the previous month. So maybe they did $50 in January, they've just got to beat $51 in February, and so on and so forth, which I thought is pretty cool. But if you don't want to set goals, if you just need the, like I'm assuming you'd be able to just go, I want to make a little bit extra money this month because I know Christmas is coming up or my birthday's around the corner and I'll need some extra cash. Do you have to set goals about figure amounts or can it just be, you know, maybe it's a time goal of maybe that could you do, I want to do this for six weeks and see how much money I can make or see if I can bring in extra income this way. Absolutely not. I think just more importantly is there's absolutely no rules uh, in terms of what what side hustles you need to pursue or any initial goal that you need to make. So yeah, it's not really based by time. It's really based on just starting somewhere and just doing something to get you started in developing this side hustle or what I like to call your hustle muscle, right? <laughs> Getting to the point of really just earning something to get you started along the way in your journey. And it could be take you three months, it could take you one day doesn't really matter, but as long as you start somewhere and you know achieve something, that should give you the confidence to start pursuing that you know even deeper and over a longer period of time once you get your initial win. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so when you're starting, you want to know your why. Why are you starting a side hustle? Number two, setting yourself a goal of what you want to achieve. What else do we need to consider when considering a side hustle? When you want to flex that hustle muscle, as you say, Blaze. The first thing is don't overdo it. You know, people can get really caught up in trying to make money trying to really achieve a lot and they can kind of realize that this can cause a pretty big disbalance in their life where you know they're actually sacrificing family time time with friends Mm. as they're pursuing this sort of side hustle which can be kind of unhealthy so just be wary of that that you know people don't have to go and do something and just feel a sense of burnout it really should be something that you can enjoy and you feel happy about that doesn't actually lead to any additional emotional or you know familial stress by spending all this time and effort and energy on trying to get your side hustle, you know, up and running. Uh, the second thing is, is make a plan for what to do with the cash. You know, if you don't have really a plan, it's just going to end up in your bank account. You're going to go down the shopping aisles and you're going to buy a more fancier <laughs> um, brie cheese. Um, yes, I and am. you're going to buy some 100%. more expensive crackers. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> so <laughs> I actually found out the other day, it's just a fun fact, there are, there are Parmesan crackers for Ooh. $10 for 100 grams. So... <gasps> If you really want to lux it up with your additional oh. side hustle money, that's potentially one thing that you could be doing. Or better yet, how about you create your own palms and crackers and send, sell them <laughs> at the local fair and earn some more cash. Genius. So have a plan. Make sure you've got some goal that you want to achieve or for what to do with the cash. And you also probably want to speak to an accountant. Now's a good time to do it because most people are either filing the returns or going to speak to their accountants. Is just ask the question, what do I need to do from a taxation perspective as I'm mm. setting up my side hustle? Like, do I need an ABN? Do I need to register myself for GST? All these types of questions will arise. Now, whilst you should pursue your own financial advice and taxation advice, if you're earning a side hustle and it's less than 75K per year, in some instances, you may not even have to register for GST as that's probably for people that earn more than 75K per year. So there are some interesting parts of the taxation code that you should look into and speak to a professional before embarking on this journey for doing a side hustle. 
tax is a really good point because, yeah, it's kind of something you don't really consider when it comes to side hustles, right? I mean, a lot of the examples of side hustling is, you know, selling secondhand clothes and you don't have to pay tax on that. So, I mean, yeah, I guess speak to, speak to your accountant. If you want to do something side hustly, make sure that you're not going to get in trouble with Mr. ATO uh, <laughs> when it comes tax time next year. I like your point about burnout as well. No point in overloading yourself with a side hustle if you're already stressed, if you're already not spending enough time with your friends or your family. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. A side hustling, it's not for everyone. It, you know, if you've got the time, if you have the goal, go for it. But no point in burning yourself out for for the task. A point that I wanted to say, Dan, as well, it's not quite side hustling, but Something that my family does is that we trade some things instead of earning cash. So we have a lemon tree and a lime tree that are going absolutely bonkers, dizzy rascal style. They are popping off fresh citrus fruits like there is absolutely no tomorrow. And uh, although we could easily sell the lemons and limes, they're beautiful, we actually have an arrangement with the local, with our local Indian restaurant where we drop off a bag of lemons and we get some free papadams and naan bread with our order every week. So, you know, it's not oh, wow. necessarily that's a side super, that's hustle. Cool. Yeah, it's not necessarily a side hustle, but, you know, it's a free exchange where they benefit and we benefit. Yeah, so maybe, maybe your side hustle is maybe trading a skill set instead of actually earning extra cash is something I would consider. That's super cool. I actually, I actually know somebody has a fig tree in their backyard mm, and they yum. exchange their figs at a local restaurant for a bottle of whiskey um, oh. in the in like the periods when fig trees are uh, you know, up and running and blooming, which I thought yeah. was pretty interesting. And um, Okay, I feel gypped. Puppet arms versus a <laughs> bottle of whiskey. Okay, I need to do some renegotiating here. <laughs> Or just a brief interruption. The We Talk Sense podcast is produced by WeMoney. WeMoney is a smart management money app that lets you see all your financial accounts in one place. You can also track your net worth. We've just released a feature where you can see your net worth presented on a beautiful graph over time to see how that's changed. You can find out what your net worth has done over the course of the last month or even the last 12 months and watch your money grow as you listen to these smart tips on the We Talk Sense podcast. Download the WeMoney app today. Simply head to the Google Play Store, the Apple App Store, and type in WeMoney. And better yet, if you use the referral code PODCAST when you sign up, you'll get $5 directly to your PayPal account when you connect an eligible financial account to WeMoney. So why wait? Go and download WeMoney now and track your net worth. Okie doke, it's ideas time. There are... So, 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 so many options for side hustle ideas, things that you can do. Dan, I thought we could do a quick fire round of one for one, what you can do to potentially make some extra money. And hopefully you listening will get inspired or maybe have a skill that you can easily translate if you are feeling the urge to flex that muscle hustle. I also, in preparation for this, Dan, I actually wrote a list of uh, all the side hustles that I've done throughout my life, and I think I've hit 20, so I might drop really? a couple of my own one. personal ones. I've just oh, remembered what is one. It? I, did, I, did, um, I did tutoring for um, first-year uh, commerce students at Curtin. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Tutoring. Okay. Should we do it? Should we go one for one? Let's do it, Buzzy. Well, I mean, it's an obvious one. It's the easiest go-to side hustle. Declutter. 
Do the Marie Kondo. Sell your stuff secondhand on Facebook Marketplace or Gumtree or eBay or Depop or wherever it is. Well, boys, I'm going to go for some pretty low-hanging fruit here. Uh, driving Uber or Lyft. This is a pretty easy one. If you've got a vehicle that meets the car conditions of driving for Uber, uh, then it's a great way to just pop in the car, drive around, earn some additional cash, and it's all sorted for you. Dang, you've covered this one, but tutoring in an area that you specialise in, whether it's first years, second years, or maybe even primary school students, if you've got a skill in an area, why not consider tutoring? I'm going to go for the lazy approach now, renting out a room on Airbnb. If you've got a house somewhere and you're using two of the three rooms, why not rent that third room out and start making some additional cash and leave it up to Airbnb to find you the people to stay in your home? All right, on the same track, you could rent out your car using programs like Car Next Door. So maybe you work from home, maybe you don't use your car throughout the week, rent out your car, earn some extra money that way. Well, why don't you start a blog? If you're really passionate about a certain topic and you're writing content that could be helpful for other people to consume, that could be really good as you start attracting eyeballs and subscribers and potentially start selling those eyeballs and subscribers into ads and finding out a way to monetize people that are very passionate about a really niche topic that you care about more. A friend of mine does this one. Uh, she has very expensive taste in dresses, so she hires out items of her clothing to you know people through Instagram that need fancy dresses for fancy events. So you could hire out items of clothing. I don't think anyone wants my uh, Kmart track pants, but you know if you've got fancy taste, it's probably there's probably a market for it. Now, if you're not one to do things on the weekends, then why not consider your time on babysitting? If you love kids or if you love looking after other people's kids in particular, then why don't you spend your time sitting back, putting the kids to sleep, popping out your phone or your iPad and watching a movie and getting paid for it. It's a great way to earn some additional money over the weekends. Work in the state or national election. Great easy money for an easy day's work. Have a garage sale. People have average about $2,300 of stuff they don't use inside their house. Okay, festivals or event staff, last-minute staff, save money by not going out on the weekend and working at a festival or an event. Sell your services in Upwork. It's one of the world's largest places where you can find odd jobs to do for other people. You could do pamphleting or flyers or become a local paper person and deliver your paper. Why don't you become a cleaner? Look, these things are really on demand in local areas and some people can earn between $20 to $25 an hour simply by cleaning cars or cleaning rooms or businesses. You could do transcribing, so typing out audio from TV shows or podcasting. I've done this before. Easy job and great money. House sitting. What better way than literally sitting and getting paid (laughs) for other people? I love house sitting. That is a great job. Uh, you could collect and recycle beer bottles, tin cans. Ten, you know, you get ten, 10 cents a pop in most states now. You're also helping reduce litter and increase sustainability of the planet. So I'm all for collecting and recycling bottles. Doing some paid market research, there is plenty of work websites out there like Octopus Research, Askable, where you can earn additional money by simply just answering questions about you. Maybe you have some particular skills and you maybe you do freelance photography or video editing or audio editing. If you can freelance and you have one of these skills, why not? If you're into pets or the furry ones, consider being a dog walker or a pet sitter. It's a great way to connect with animals. And people can get paid anywhere between 16 to 30 bucks per hour simply by taking dogs for a walk. 
Adorable, cute, I love it. Uh, there's an, a fa- fantastic app called Field Agent where you can do small tasks similar to mystery shopping in your area. Oh, there's another one for free. Mystery shopping is also a great way to earn some extra cash. If you're a discount diva, how about just buying stuff and selling it? There's people known as professional flippers where they just buy things that are no longer wanted from other smaller marketplaces and selling them in a larger marketplace like eBay. You could be buying things and say, Good Sammy or your local thrift store and potentially selling that to other audiences where they could be in real demand. You could live your dream of being in the Stacey's Mum video clip and become a pool cleaner. That would be so cool. (laughs) How about you become a fruit picker? There's regional shortages of individuals now, particularly with COVID, that don't have short-term labour to pick fruit and vegetables in seasonal uh, sessions of the year. Consider that to explore a new part of Australia and also earn some money as well. All right, a couple that I have done is I do face painting at events on the weekend, Dan, and I've also driven for a personal wine tour. A friend didn't want to didn't want to drive, had a celebration, so I was their designated chauffeur. Great way to earn some extra money. Amazing. I've also been a Christmas elf, done dog washing, and helped plan weddings, as well as making jewellery and being bar staff at festivals. So those are ones that I've tried, tested, great ways to make some extra money. Dan, did you have any final side hustles that you'd like to share? Otherwise, we'll share the rest in a blog post because there is hundreds of ideas of you can wait, of ways you can make extra money. Blaze, the only one that comes to mind is doing some tutoring over at university. It just popped into my mind. I remember all I did was print out two pages of A4, had those, you know, the cheeky little snippet things down the bottom where you put your phone number where people could rip off. And uh, lo and behold, within like two days, I had a student book in. Look, hopefully they learned something and they passed their course. Um, (laughs) But uh, that was minimal effort and uh, it was a great way to earn some additional beer money at uni. Yeah, awesome. So side hustles, great way to make extra money. If we go back to the way that you said to set it up, we've got the figure out why you want to start a side hustle, set yourself goals of what you want to do, and also you know, be wary of, you know, burning out and don't overdo it. Speak to someone about tax if tax if your tax is going to be impacted, if you are looking at doing an extra side hustles. Like we listed, there's a million and one ways that you can make extra money. If you've got a, an idea or you've got a side hustle that you'd like to share with us, please send us a DM on Instagram at GetWeMoney. We would love to hear it. But Dan, do you have any final words of wisdom or advice or anything else that should be known about the wonderful world of flexing your hustle muscle. Well, I'd encourage everybody to start a side hustle if you haven't already. Side hustles can bring you great additional meaning in your life, particularly if you're doing something that you really love and better yet, you're getting paid for it. So why not top up your bank balance, do something that you love and diversify your income streams because you don't know what's going to happen around the corner. We're living in a world right now which is much more uncertain and more and more people are having side hustles because of economic need. But if you can marry that up with a passion of yours, something you really love, you won't actually feel like you're working at all. You're simply getting paid for something that you love doing. So please get involved into a side hustle if you haven't already. And if you have the time, don't bang yourself out. (laughs) And the final note for me, if you are interested in just uncovering more about side hustles in general, a book that really helped me in pursuing my side hustle was literally called Side Hustles from Idea to Income in 27 Days. It's written by Chris Gillibo, and we'll leave it in the show notes. You beauty, I'll put that on the reading list.
Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 44 of We Talk Sense. Hope you loved learning about side hustling as much as we love sharing it with you. If you've got any feedback or you want to get in touch or request a topic or something that we should discuss on the show, then please do get in touch with us on Instagram at a handle GetWeMoney with any of your thoughts and feedback. And if you really love the podcast, the biggest favor that you can give Blaze and I is leaving us a review in the Apple Podcasts. This will help other people find the show and help more Australians learn about money. Yes, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. It would make our day. Anyway, that's enough from us this week. Subscribe to get more money news in your inbox or in your ear holes, I should say, next Monday. Until then, we will catch you. Have a good time. See you later. See ya. Goodbye.